Dear listener, we here on the eastern coast of Oz have, in the last month or so, had a phenomenal amount of rain. Some towns have seen floods of a magnitude that they have never seen before and then, less than a month later, have been flooded again. Homes and livelihoods have been lost. People have died. Other places have had rain every day, not enough to flood every week, but enough to keep everything soggy, to stop the washing getting dry, and enough to completely muck up the public transport system. I do not profess to be a meteorologist, dear listener, but I do like following what is going on with the weather, and I do like seeing if folklore weather predictions are borne out. Let's see what Sid, Eddie, Graham and I know and whether, according to the folklore, you should go to a picnic tomorrow. So, boys, how are we all? Spectacular. How's everybody going out there? Yes, we hope dear listener is dry and that he's getting his socks dry for the week ahead of him. Right, first one, red sky at night, shepherds or sailors, delight, red sky in the morning, shepherds warning. Does everyone know that one? Yes, I've heard that. Never heard of it. Seriously? Never heard of it, no. Wow, what about you, Sid? I think I may have heard a variation when you're talking about a red sky, but not as that saying, yeah. There there are. The way that you've worded. There's also the... A rainbow in the morning is shepherd's warning. That's right. a different one as well. Just, have, just substitute. Yeah. Yeah, I have not heard that one. This one is actually borne out by science. The red sky commonly means it's to do with the sun going through particles in the air and it happens when the sun is low in the sky and it's to do with the diffusion of light and the rainbow spectrum. The red sky, if it's at night, it means there's a high-pressure system to the west, which generally means fine weather. If it's in the morning, that means the high-pressure system is to the east, which means the fine weather has passed, and so it's time for a low-pressure system to come through, which commonly could mean rain. So that one is actually borne out by science. Mind you, if it's a red sky with clouds, with, you know, high cloud, that doesn't always follow because, you know, you get commonly get clouds with fine weather as well, with no rain. That's very interesting. Um, I, I always just assumed a, a rainbow in the morning, say, would be because there's water nearby or precipitation nearby. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a rainbow. I like your explanation a lot better. Yeah, well, that's the re- I, I, I'm just thinking the rainbow through because you need the sun behind you to be able to with, see a rainbow. But with rain in between. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. The sun has to be behind you and the rain in front of you. Oh, there, yeah. But the rain's going to be nearby, surely. Yeah, yeah, the rain's nearby. So whether the rain stays or whether it finds up. And a leprechaun as well. Oh, yeah. Isn't it cool when you see the end of a rainbow? Oh, and you try and find it. The pot of gold. And it moves. If you're driving, the rainbow end will move. You never quite get to it, do you? No, you never quite get to it. such a clever saying because uh, you can never find the uh, pot at the end of the rainbow. True. You keep looking and looking and looking. It's it's a saying about hope and futility all mixed up in one. Yes. I heard I actually heard that Eddie did find it once and that was just before he got married. Oh, boom, boom. 
Yeah, yuck, I may have found it, but uh, Marianne now keeps it, and I, I don't see you... any of it. <laughs> You've had your Is rainbow. Were the conditions that are more favourable there, Eddie? Yeah, we've got fairly good conditions here, and I do like the princess's description. It shows a lot of thought went into that and probably a lot of research too. Not really. I also no. noticed you changed the topic there. Did I? No, Eddie did. Oh, yes. Yes, he's very good at <laughs> evading answers. <laughs> Radio, next uh, one. Uh, can I point out living on the east side, uh, there's two types of other red skies that I always remember. One was probably about 10, 12 years ago when we had the big dust storms and that provided a quite an eerie kind of red sky and that was uh, from the desert. And that uh, look in the sky you get when there's bushfires, that's very apocalyptic. You certainly get that red kind of sky. Yeah. Was it late 90s when we were pretty much surrounded by fires and the sky was just completely red? 2019, we had red sky for months. Yeah. I'm thinking of the big one. I think there was a 94 bushfires. That might uh, be. That might, yeah. yeah. 2000 as well. Mm. Well, no, 2001, 2001, sorry. 2001. 2001. Radio, next one. A yeah. halo around the moon means rain is coming. I know that one. It's something I learnt in Scouts. Yeah, yeah. And, again, this one can is borne out by science. It means there's high cloud of particles in the air and it's refracting, the light's refracting, and it can mean high cloud can mean a frontal system is coming. I don't know where I've been. I haven't heard either of these sayings. Well, I've, maybe I've, you weren't in Scouts. I have heard that halo, oh, one, but there's also the halo around the moon means you've had one too many as well. <laughs> I thought that was a wobbly boot. Oh, as well. Yeah, no, the halo, I don't know where I, where I learnt that one. But, Eddie, you've been off having an interesting life where I've been doing boring stuff like watch the sky. Next one, when the joints start to ache, rain is at stake. Now, I haven't heard that in those particular words, but... We've all got relatives or even maybe ourselves have weather-predicting joints. Um, yes, I have heard that one. The dicky knees playing up, it's going yeah. to rain, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And apparently it's kind of true because quite often arthritic joints have less cartilage in them and they're, they're more reactive. They don't have the absorption of the cartilage, so they're more reactive to air pressure changes. So I don't have any body parts that react to weather, but maybe in the years to come I will have. Let's hope you don't, Eddie. You don't want it. What about you, Graham? You sit? You sit? I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. I remember my grandparents used to say that on my mum's side. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty much with Eddie there. So far, so good. I can't practice that theory personally so far. No, I yeah. would say for myself, when it's extremely humid weather, like uh, Queensland or Darwin humid weather, if I'm not indoors, I get the sense that I start to shut down. Humidity, high humidity like that does not agree with me. Yeah, I'm no good in high humidity. <laughs> Bees never swarm before a storm. I have heard that. It's another one that's been borne out by science. Bees will work harder ahead of a rainy day. That's not one I've heard, but then I'm not very uh, knowledgeable on the, on the whole weather front thing. I must say I've heard it, but I haven't. My father-in-law has bees and I haven't asked him that one. I've asked him lots of bee questions, but not that one. And the last time I was up there, the bees were angry because he had just taken honey from them, so I wasn't going near them. Ants running around before rain or before oh, a storm. 100%. 
And I think it's become yeah. more noticeable with the rains that we've copped in the last six weeks. Yes. They're starting to come inside a lot too. more. You have? Yes, I have. Uh, I didn't exactly know what it how it was explained, but does it mean like you, you'll see more ants and they'll be running around or is it well, just ants will stop running around? Or I don't know that. I just noticed the ants that live here on our property and they really get the scurry on if something if something's coming. And if it's a fine day and we've had a string of fine weather, especially over summer, and I see them scurrying around, I think, crikey, I think a storm might be coming. So I get the washing in and batten down the hatches just in case. They're pretty accurate. I, I don't trust ants, I have to say. And what about ants building up their little ant, ant hills, the little entrances to their nests? As a signifier for rain. Yeah, I've got to admit, I probably haven't spent that much time in the outback to actually see that. Outback? I'm hardly the outback. Well, how long would it how long would it take a bunch of ants to make an ant mound? Well, I'm not sure, but we've seen them. And the higher they go, and the thicker they are, the more rain's coming. And a couple of times over the times that we've been here, we've seen them appear overnight, and we go, "Oh crikey, it's going to be big." And they are absolutely on the money with rain predictions. So they really should be doing the weatherman job on the commercial networks with the news. Oh, we yeah. should really be going to the ants to give us the update for the weather for tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, another one. Rain before 7, clear by 11. No, haven't, haven't heard that one. Well, I hadn't heard it put like that, but think of all the times we've had great big deluges overnight and you go to work with all your wet weather gear and stuff and it's fine by morning tea and you go, oh, now I've got to carry all this stuff all day. I suppose that's an early summer thing when the rains come, but then you can also get those winter storms where it's going to be miserable all day. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. True. I think often, often as well we get a lot of our bigger storms sometimes in the afternoon, Yes, especially around summer. Yes, mm. yes. So that was it was an interesting one I saw. Okay. Cats washing behind their ears. Never heard of it. Really? Not not regards they, to they rain. do it all the time. No, they don't. <laughs> Before they but, settle in for a good snooze, they like to clean themselves. No, they look all sorts of places, don't they? Well, they do. They clean all sorts of places, but they specifically clean behind their ears and they go right up over their ears when rain's coming. Wow. And I've had many cats as pets over the, my whole life, and that is 100% on the money for rain prediction. So what did your cat do this morning? <clears throat> it's a pretty inclement day. Um, she screamed at us to go outside. Does that mean she knows that it's going to be worse than the other? No, that means she wants to go outside and chase lizards. Oh, okay, okay. I could see the uh, pattern there. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't settled down for a sleep yet. and Oh, she had a quick sleep, but no, no mm. washing behind her ears. Plovers calling at night. Don't know that one? Mm-mm. No. If you hear plovers, which are also known as the masked lapwing, they're those annoying birds that have that annoying screech. It's an indicator rain's coming. Wow. It's not like crows going, one? it's not like crows going, fuck. No. But what about the rainbird, otherwise known as the eastern coal? It's the one that sits in the tree. You never actually see what he looks like and he has that very distinctive Call. Right, okay, here is the eastern call. The whistling one? Yeah. That's it. That's an eastern call. And that means rain's coming if you hear them. 
they're I interesting felt birds. like I was listening to a relaxation tape. That's well, beautiful, those birds. Oh, uh, yeah, but if you have one in a tree nearby and it does mm. that for the whole day, and I think they even get a scratchy throat after doing it all day because they get a bit harsher after a while. They can, and it gets annoying. But they're a portent of rain what, as well. What's the function that they do do that whistle? I mean, they're actually who searching are they for communicating it. All oh, right, before it rains. <laughs> we think it's before we rain. Could have, but we could have, in their world, they're searching for a mate. And he's singing the song of his people. All right, I thought they think we could have a shower when we're all finished. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Shower together. <laughs> They're very hygienic, these birds, aren't they? <laughs> Now we are up to black cockatoos mean rain, if you see them flying, and the number of black cockatoos you see indicates the number of days on which there will be rain. Certainly them flying and then congregating is usually a very good indicator that a thunderstorm is coming. And I just emphasise thunderstorm. The amount of them doesn't always indicate how many days, but in the lead up to a thunderstorm, like they know when it's going to crack within that half an hour to an hour, mm. and you can hear them. They become noisy. I know this because there's a tree just behind my property with next door, and that's where they love to flock. Great. And I'll go there. That they'll be very, very noisy, and I've kind of gotten used to it. Like if it was going to be a thunderstorm now, they'd be that noisy. I wouldn't be able to hear you guys. Wow. I um, love black cockatoos. But it's usually a great indicator, like radio, get washing offline, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Graham? That's true. It's true. We must have had a hell of a lot of black cockatoos lately because, my God, this rain has been unbelievable. The last time I was down the coast, I did see a lot, which is um, you don't see them as often as no, they you are do. fairly white. rare. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, where I was down the coast is named is the Aboriginal word for black cockatoo, so you would think that I would see them, but you still don't see them that often. Uh, sorry, what is the Aboriginal word for black cockatoo? Well, the Ewan Nation call them Nowra. I never knew. BBC, there you go. Isn't sorry? Isn't it BBC? What's BBC? Well, that's the abbreviation. What, a bloody black cockatoo? I mean, something like that. Oh, right. Like someone that watches a lot of porn would probably know the, the correct term for that, but... Um, yeah. I do not know that one, Eddie. Hearing kookaburras, meaning rain in three days. Who's heard that one? Yes, I have. Uh, not so much in, th- in reality, not so much in three days, but something is imminent. But, yeah, yeah I, I agree. That. Something is in very, very close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The three days isn't quite so accurate, but mm. kookaburras definitely mean rain, hearing them. Kookaburras are so cool. Mary Ann just spoke. What did she say? She said that she hears kookaburras every day. Well, look but at the you're weather. Right near a parkland. <laughs> <laughs> right out, calm before the storm. An indication that there's a storm to the west, which can be updrafting, so sucking in the air, and yep. um, then it'll hit. And it'll I've hit. I've heard I the term. That's another one that the science is borne out on a bit. I do think it's true than rather just a nice expression because. I'm thinking of some of the bike rides I've gone with Junior on and sometimes we've been caught out in a storm where we started off and it's been very nice. Then you look at the clouds and you can see how quickly they change and then that moment where you're just like it's starting to pick up, like the winds change, the air change, it's all very, very sudden. That was very much a summer's afternoon storm type thing. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. 
I love watching summer storms come in. I really, really love watching summer storms come in. Princess, when mm. I was in Darwin for work and it was wet season, I used to love sitting on the balcony just watching the light show every night. Mm. Unbelievably spectacular. And sometimes you'll get it for a couple of hours and it'd just be brilliant. And, you know, if you miss one night, you just <laughs> tune in the following night. It'd be like clockwork. It'd be amazing to watch mm. every night. I think the, the birds are a good indicator of storms coming and, and what have you, but I think the greatest invention or the greatest thing ever in regards to weather and especially rain is is the mobile app. I love it every day. I don't know how many times I go on the mobile weather app to see if there's a storm coming and just watching it come in. Yeah, yeah, watching the radar build up and... I do the same, Graham. You watch the radar and you watch it build up and you go, oh, yeah, it's going to hit this suburb. And no, no, it's going to go around. And, oh, look at that. Yeah, it's up to the family and go, oh, I think in about half an hour we're going to get hit. And they'll all be like, yeah, yeah, thanks, Dad. Yeah, it's all right. You can text me anytime and tell me things like that because I will just love it. I love I watching storms come in and that you don't need to be ridiculed by your family. There's nothing wrong with you. Now, I found a few in quickly looking up stuff yesterday. I found a few weather sayings, which I've not heard, and I just wonder if you gentlemen have heard them before. So one is, when birds fly low, it's because they've got moisture on their wings and rain will occur within a few days. Never heard of it. No, me either. Same. Yeah. Haven't heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, the theory is that if it's humid, there's lots of moisture in the air and Mm. it would be harder for birds to fly higher because they've got to fight the air pressure to get up and the moisture in the air to get up through it. I don't know. I've not heard that one. Another one, cats foretelling rain by scratching the furniture. No, I just thought cats did that for fun. I thought they did Uh, it because they were shits. I would moreover say when they start to go burko, you know, there's a storm coming. Not just scratching uh, furniture, going burko. I thought they did that when they needed to poo. See, I thought they well, did. Well, it could be that too if they're locked yeah, inside. <laughs> what did you say, Graham? I think cats go burko when you're sitting in their chair. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cats are a whole other topic. Okay, what about when the windows won't open and the salt clogs the shaker, the weather will favour the umbrella maker? Makes sense. but Yeah. You, you have to live right on the coast. Stuff up the salt shaker. Here's Sorry, humidity that will make the salt shaker a bit hard to use. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because salt absorbs moisture. It's very reactive. Mm. Um, we had cloggy salt here for weeks because of the humidity in the air and all the rain around. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's borne out and, oh, we've got a weather-predicting door. It just swells in humidity like nobody's business. It's so hard to close. But I've never heard it tied up into a saying like that. There's a, another thing I think that indicates the weather. I think it's called a barometer. <laughs> They're very handy devices because you can either look at the barometer or just look outside. Well, true. Windows are very good as well. <laughs> what about if clouds move against the wind, rain will follow? I haven't heard that no, one. I haven't heard that before. No, no, no. No. Yeah, so they're the ones. Have you got any, boys? We used to have one at church and they always said at church, if it rains on Easter Sunday, it'll rain for the following seven Sundays. Oh. Now, I'm not sure if that's ever happened, but um, I do remember it from church. That's interesting. It's a bit like a Groundhog Day prediction, isn't it? Yeah, somewhat. 
Now, and also on that one, that would be interesting to know if that's a saying that has come from Europe through the immigration of our forefathers or whether it is an Australian saying that has developed out here. Well, possibly it might have come from the UK and then travelled out to Australia and then, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sid? Have you got any others? Um, I know in the preparation I quoted kind of like a Bear Grylls saying, which I've actually used for quite a while, clouds are what they are. And it sounds really blunt, but if you look at a cloud, you can generally predict with reasonable accuracy that it's going to rain. Like if it's dark, it's blue, it's low, it's got rain in it. If it's very high and it's very wispy, extremely unlikely you'll be getting rain. So clouds are what they are. Yeah, yeah. And I think it demystifies a lot of the art. You can look at the skies Particularly anything coming out of the Blue Mountains that's dark, you know something's going to happen in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, water's leaking out of them soon. Mm. What about cows sitting down before the rain? They don't like sitting on wet grass, so they sit down before it rains. True. Yeah, it is. Yes. I sort of work out because sometimes you get cows sitting down to have a rest while they're chewing their cuds. And, yeah, so I I sort of have if there's more than 50% of the cows down in the paddock, then um, pay attention to it. Any others? Anyone got anything else? I think there's an old Australian saying about rain, the way that we describe it, like it's pissing down or it's coming down like pick handles. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Certainly has been recently. Mm. Yeah, well, the Northern Rivers in particular. What was interesting is there's a crowd called Higgins Storm Chasing and they predicted the one that happened a month ago, the southeast Queensland and Northern Rivers having rains like the kind of which they've never had before. They predicted it. They started warning people a week ahead to prepare and to get out. Mm. And it didn't get picked up, only the people who really followed Higgins. And um, they were just heartbroken because they were on the moon. Yeah, I follow them on um, Facebook. They're very, very good. And very accurate with their predictions? Oh, spot on. Mm -hmm. For us out here, I also follow the MacArthur storm chasers and the Illawarra storm chasers. They're very good for weather predictions for our local area here. I was just thinking it would be very hard to to dictate the weather or predict the weather in Melbourne because five minutes later it's totally different. Have you ever been to Hobart? (laughs) It's like Melbourne on steroids. Oh, really? No, Mm. not been. I've spent a summer there and it gets so changeable. Yeah, no, four seasons in one day in Melbourne. That's how you predict it. Very good. If you're not sure whether it's going to rain or not, you just hang your clothes out. Or wash your car. Anybody got any other predictors, any other signs of rain that they want to share with us? This was a conversation with a student recently because, yes, we've had a lot of rain. I would say we haven't had very many hot days this summer as compared to other ones. And his reaction was, well, so much for global warming. And I said, I immediately disagree with you. And he goes, why is that? And I said, well, there's got to be enough warmth over the ocean to exaggerate the evaporation from the ocean to cause rain clouds. And I said, that's a very simplistic definition of like what's going on. But I think this is a result of uh, global warming, but we're seeing the flip side of it. For us, it's been a hell of a lot of rain, very exaggerated, getting our monthly totals in like two days. But this is a very strong La Nina we're in, where Mm. the warm water has come over from South America, I think that's how it works, across the Pacific from South America, and that has caused the 
warm water causes the evaporation, causes it's a rainmaker. Mm. The opposite of that, dear listener, is your El Nino, which is Spanish for Christ child. Of course, it comes around Christmas time. And that is where South America has the big rains and they have terrible landslides and all sorts of things. And Australia has droughts. Mm. They've got methods of predicting it. And Australia was on a La Nina last summer. We've been mm-hmm. on a very strong La Nina this year. 2011 was a very strong La Nina year. And for this year, they were on La Nina watch from about August. They could see the ocean starting to change and it just got more and more certain as time went on. The sad thing is that whilst everybody's whinging about the amount of water around, sadly enough, we will be in an El Nino before we know it and we will be begging for it to rain and it won't. And it's just a shame that it doesn't even itself out. relies on agriculture to feed its population, as it has done so for millennia, it is not surprising that there are many sayings that predict rain. If farmers do not pay heed to rain prediction, crops can be ruined, livestock lost, and for many, many centuries, lost crops meant starvation for the community. Sayings about weather educate and remind people about the weather, much like sea shanties provide memorable instructions to sailors. For the millions who live in the mid-latitudes, this weather folklore can be helpful, if only because it tells you to pack an umbrella. Maybe you, dear listener, know of some weather lore that we have not touched on. I readily admit that the sayings we have touched on today are not an exclusive list. There are many more out there and many which are particular to cultures, climates and geographical locations. If you would like to share some of these sayings or you would otherwise like to contact people at the podcast with no name, you can do so via email at podnoname at gmail.com or via Facebook at at podnoname. Until next time, dear listener, I hope you stay safe and take your brolly with you. Different hours was very kind of, you know, Australia East Coast centric. Yep. But I remember all those times being in Europe, particularly in winter. One of the weirdest things that we always picked up, we were happy when it snowed because snow actually meant it was going to be a little bit warmer than it was beforehand. Mr Safety says that's it. He comes from the central highlands, the central tablelands of New South Wales where Mm -hmm. it snows in winter at times and he Mm. has always said to me they are happy when it snows because it means it will be warmer. And I've seen that too where it might be something like about like minus 10 but when it starts snowing it levels out to like a minus 2. You you do Mm. notice the difference. Yeah. And I don't know why that is the case. But snow in cold climates actually means it's going from very cold to just cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mm. like I said, Mr Safety has told me that the whole time I have known him. Well, there you go. There's a second source there that makes it Mm. absolutely true. And if Mr Safety said it, it's not a lie. Yeah. Mm. And if I back him up, it's definitely a truism. Well, that's right, because neither of you would lie to me. To read out in regards to today's episode. I'll yeah. I'll get her to sit down. Oh, please, um, please do. It's, it's not this quite. I had one that would be good for a, a hot day, and that would be never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. It <laughs> <laughs> isn't about waiting for the storm to pass, it's about learning to dance in the rain.
We've got a teaspoon with that exact thing written on it. Summer's Day? No, of course we're in autumn. Okay. Are they helping you though, Eddie? They are, yes. It's when uh, when I actually hold whole conversations, it's when I start to worry. Why? Don't worry. Go with it. You like um, in the film Twister, how they're running around chasing the tornadoes, <laughs> you know, having, having big, deep and meaningfuls there. I'd have Mr Safety there smelling the dirt, telling us that a tornado's yes. coming. Oh. Far talked about rain, and no one's mentioned Australian crawl. James Rain singing. All we've been doing is talking rain. And James Rain. James Rain. Is that it? Is that is that the whole joke? I mean, I understood it. I just didn't think. I thought but when oh. I explained it, it got worse. <laughs> but it was a dad joke crawl. to start with. <laughs>